top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Welcome back to Top Bins, the show, bringing you all the action from the Premier League in Syria, England, and Italy. I'm your host, Matt, joined by my co-host, Dom. Dom, how are you? Great, man. Great. Uh, glad to be back. All right? Another episode. Uh, took a little, what was it? Hiatus. This one's a little late in the week. Uh, did you and Sarah get to celebrate Valentine's Day? Uh, we did see uh, Dom and I are both married, which means uh, working in the evening and doing podcasts instead of Valentine's Day. Um, that's, 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 the, that's the couch for the rest of the month. We call that a business decision. Um, so bring you the same, which is fine because uh, all the European action has wrapped up for the week. So in yeah. some ways, it's actually worked in our favor. Gave and, us some uh, content. Gave us some content, something to uh, to think about. Um, so yeah, my Valentine's was good. How how was your Valentine's Day, Dom? Don't be too graphic. What do you mean? Is uh, you know just just a... tell us about dinner. You know we need to, we don't need to know about anything else. Well, listen, uh, I, I, none of that happened. So I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So um, uh, I took the day off of work to start off uh, because I had to get work done in my car. So I got to do a lot of things around the house while Monica was at work. So she came home to a clean house and all this. And uh, I had to get a haircut and then I had to drive. I picked up these cannoli cream filled chocolate covered strawberries for Monica from this bakery in Hamilton. So I'm driving all over South Jersey. I get home with about 15 minutes to spare before she gets home and got ready. We went out to eat. It was nice. I, I hold on. I need to know logistically how are cannoli cream filled chocolate covered strawberries? Was the cannoli cream inside the strawberry? So essentially what they do is they cut off the top, right? Okay. Then yeah, they hollow out a little bit of the strawberry. And they're like they're a decent sized strawberry, right? Yeah. They hollow a little bit out and then they put the cream in the top or in that little crevice and then it like kind of like a little bit on the top. Yeah. It's Okay, Don. I mean, you you don't have this. How much? How much are we paying for these things? Because here's the thing: chocolate strawberries. I think it was like forty dollars for a dozen. Yeah. Here's listen to anyone. This is this is non-binary advice. Okay, anyone can do this for anyone. This is true. The the smartest thing you can do, one is to establish if you if you're in a relationship, establish some kind of gift that you can get year on year. It doesn't have to be something big. Mm -hmm. My thing is every Valentine's Day, I make chocolate covered strawberries. So that's not the only gift. But that is it is such a nice thing. Go to the grocery store, just buy. They are always on sale. I got a package of strawberries for two bucks. Buy a bag of what are your favorite chocolate chips. You can go a little bougie if you want to even get like a six dollar mm -hmm. bag, whatever you want. And mm -hmm. you will make like fifteen chocolate covered strawberries for like five bucks. Yep. And I'm I'm telling you, it is a game changer. It's homemade. People are impressed when you tell them that you made chocolate covered strawberries. It's, all you have to do is just melt down some chocolate and dip yeah. the strawberries in it. I'm telling you, that is that's the best life advice I can give. I did this one for Monica. So the first Valentine's Day we spent together, I picked up from uh from the uh, the chocolate place in Vineland actually. Um, chocolate on occasion. That's the one, right over by over on Brewster. Yeah. So uh, they had these like uh, chocolate covered blueberry clusters. I picked them up for her the first year. So the second year, I was trying to go all out, but I forgot to put an order in. 
So guess who went bought blueberries, bought chocolate, and stood in my mom's kitchen for like an hour and a half. I, I was putting three on a toothpick and then I was like dipping them in the chocolate and laying them out. And then, yeah, dude, I went, I went all out. So like, she always likes like a chocolate covered fruit, whether it's strawberries or blueberries. She sent me a, like this Valentine's day special menu that, that the place in Hamilton was, uh, was doing. And that was the one thing at the bottom. She was like, yo, check this out. But she sent this back in like the end of like the middle of January, something like that. Right. She knew what she wanted. So I waited, I waited. I didn't mention it. I hadn't mentioned anything about it for the longest time. And then I put my order in and kind of did it in secret. She, she thought I was just getting her like something else with the gift. And then uh, taking her out to dinner, I was like, nah, check this out. <laughs> she came home and, and she was all stressed out. She had a long day at work. She sat in a bunch of traffic. I showed her that and her mood changed. It was great. Yeah, I, I sat in a uh, chocolate store once on Valentine's Day with about like 40 other dudes. And uh, they were selling uh, <laughs> rose and chocolate covered strawberry packages for like 100 bucks. I was like, I got I to gotta figure out a better way. There's got to yeah. be a better way. I got to tell you. Valentine's Day is one of the most underrated, like, days of spending. People talk about, like, Christmas, you know. Dude, like, and oh, all, my and, God. And all that. I, I'm telling you, Valentine's Day, oh my they God. gouge you. They know that you're I desperate. Got killed. I stopped at ShopRite because I was I made dinner for us. And nice. Um, this is no longer a soccer podcast. We're just talking about Valentine's Day. But um, I went to – it's just me and Dom catching up. <laughs> I, I went to shop right and they had they had a chocolate covered strawberry station they had flowers they had a monitor on the valentine's cards like if you wanted help picking out a valentine's card and valentine's cards by the way it's like eight bucks for a card now what yeah. what are we doing it's yeah. a piece of paper let's let's not get let's let's just settle down I, okay i did not i did not do a card this year i'm typically not, a, not card. a card person my wife is an extreme card person so that's fine that's that's totally cool it's just for me if, if it was up to me Cards, I think, are all right. If I can take it or leave it. If if you go to if you go to buy a card, are you a funny card person? Is that what you is that what you tend to gravitate towards? Keep it lighthearted. I you know I'll even show, I I will literally show the card I got my wife on camera. Uh, so I I typically am funny. I the problem, and I'm sure you can relate to this. It is very hard to just find a normal card for your your significant other, even not even just for wife, like. It is impossible. It is. It is always some kind of ordeal. It's always like, listen, if you're into religion, all that good for you. I'm not. I don't need to tell my wife that I believe she's been blessed by God and that we are our marriage has been, uh, you know, anointed. Like I, I don't. I don't need all of that. I just want a card that says, "You're great. I love you." Um, yep. So I, I got, uh, I got this. Beautiful. And uh, that's I just perfect. Block, I just want to block what I wrote, you know, because it's very, it's very from the heart and. Uh, <laughs> Ah so, yes, yeah. yes, that is so, that is my lane. That's the kind of lane that I so, go down. And then I did get her one uh, from our cats. Oh, uh, that's which, nice. Uh, I added a little S on the end. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was my Valentine's Day adventure. Hey, get, uh, entertain everybody. I have to leave and come back real quick to fix my camera. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everyone had a. A good okay. Valentine's. <laughs> Everyone had a good Valentine's Day. Um, and if there's if there's one thing this podcast has ever taught you is uh, is make your own chocolate covered strawberries, and uh, I would I would say even steer clear of roses. I think roses. I think roses are they're a little overdone. I think you can find just about any other flower, and, oh. and your, your significant other will appreciate it. Oh man, Monica's a big rose person. That's what I, I mean. Roses are you. fine. It's just. One eight hundred. Oh no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, hold up. I'm gonna. No free promo there. No, 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 no. I can't say that. Yeah, I mean, but, you very much did give a free promo, they, but that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Last minute and talk about price gouging. Jesus. Yeah, you but, probably paid seventy five bucks for those things, huh? I I got a vase too with it, so it, it rounded it up the extra twenty five dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, you you you're putting one hundred ten dollars down on some flowers. Yes, hey, listen, listen, listen. We're married, men. We know how much the flowers cost. Don't, don't we know? Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk some <laughs> I think that was some of the the biggest stuff, something we've been tracking all season, but it's starting to become much more 
realistic and I think grounded and with us is what's going to happen next season with the Champions League. Champions League format is expanding next year, and there are going to be two of the European leagues. The, the, the top two by coefficient are going to get in an additional Champions League spot. So fifth place in two of you know the, the, the best European leagues are going to have a Champions League, additional Champions League team now. But how do they constitute the two leagues? I've always been confused on that. Like, cause how the coefficient works. Yeah. Like how did, how did they figure out which leagues get that extra? So the team? coefficient works based off of wins within uh, those European competitions. Right. Uh, so you get certain mm-hmm. points for um, group stage participation just by being in the group stage of the champions league, right? There are points you get from that for qualifying for the round of 16, you get points, you get uh, and points for going to the quarterfinals, semifinals, winning the final, whatever. But you also get points for the entire ladder, and they're not necessarily scaled either. You know, it's not like Champions League points count three times more. It's actually really beneficial if you have teams through each Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League. Um, sort of like how like, Italy had it last uh, European season. Right. So, And, and right yeah. now, Italy actually has the highest coefficient um, – partly for that reason. Um, so here's the updated rankings today uh, for the extra Champions League. And, and also there's Europa League, Europa Conference League, additional placements too as a part of this, but the, the big prize is obviously Champions League. So right now Italy will be having an additional Champions League spot. So whoever finishes fifth right now as it stands in Italy will qualify and, and have that uh, that Champions League spot. Right now Germany moved ahead of England. England's at a, actually at a little bit of a disadvantage because they don't have very many teams participating in this round. Um, they only have, uh, you know, uh, City and Arsenal in the Champions League. Liverpool qualified. Um, West Ham qualified, like, past that quali- that extra qualifying stage that those competitions have. So they're actually not going to be able to gain as many points as uh, Germany does, who are sitting in second. England is just behind them. And then Spain. England still has some of the, the highest chances, if you look at, like, the predictions and the numbers on who's going to finish in those top two. And Italy and Germany are about even uh, for those. So really Italy, Germany, England seem the most likely right now uh, by coefficient points to finish, um, you know, with that, with that fifth place now again. And that's, that's a huge draw. I mean, for, for an Italian club, especially mm-hmm. if uh, you know, you can uh, make it to those Champions League uh, places and, and find your way for England too, you know, right. We know that making to, to European uh, competition is so important right now. That'd be Aston Villa qualifying for Champions League in England um, in Italy right now. Uh, fifth spot. Bologna. Yeah, well, that would be Bologna. But, you know, Roma is right there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Lazio Fiorentina are, are right in – like, those are, are clubs as well that could that could obviously really benefit from that. So that's something I, I think you know, we really want to keep an eye on as, as we move through these, uh, these competitions is it's going to matter, you know, what countries and how far they go. And, you know, again, it, it's also going to matter if you have representation all down the ladder uh, in, you know, those teams, you know uh, – I think it's going to be a huge story and something that we're going to focus on over the final weeks and is, is going to have impacts going into next year, right? Because if you're in the yeah. Champions League, that gives you that that bonus and that revenue, maybe allows you to to make some, you know, better signings over the summer. And uh, it's just it's just a huge advantage. And I'm not particularly looking forward to the expanded format in the Champions League, but um, you know, this is at least giving us some intrigue. It almost sounds like the. Uh the expanded format is sort of maybe contributing to a change of, you know, which league takes the throne as the best league in the world. You know, you want you, obviously if there's more teams that go to champions league in a specific country, you're going to see other players make moves, you know, players that are at the end of their contracts or, or, or you know, going for free transfers and stuff. They're going to sign for these clubs that have the extra or they're going to sign in leagues for clubs that have, you know, extra Champions League. You know, that's that's the goal of every or of of most uh, professional footballers, right? Is hey, I want to go win a Champions League. You know, there's like, hey, I want to win the World Cup, obviously, but like, Champions League is one of the biggest trophies there is, and you know, it kind of seems like, like for example, right? Let's say Italy is one of those top two teams, right? I mean, you know. It, Last year, they showed that they have a lot of strong teams that that can compete in Europe in in all three of the you know theaters, right? So, uh, it it sort of kind of shows like, hey, you know, you guys have been sleeping on this league. Look, 
we have this extra team now. We're bringing more quality to the league. It gives another team top dollar, and it also expands, you know, the the other competition. So there's more teams just in that league playing in Europe in general. You know what I mean? So like, it it, it really is a nice injection when TV rights really rules everything right now, and 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 kind of shows why the Premier League has a kind of like a stranglehold on the the market. Right. They have these lucrative TV deals way more than than, you know, the deals that are in Spain even. And if you don't have a good investor in the team it is what it is. Right. I think that, you know, having this extra you know boost of, of competition and parity with, with with Europe money coming to. At least an extra team in the league, it can it can really set the league apart from. The ones who don't even get it get the opportunity, right? There's only two leagues that get to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think too, um, you know, you're, you're, we're going to get to a point too where, team, where teams and players are playing so many uh, games as well. You know, this is going to add an extra two games to the schedule next year, just as Champions League format. They would expand the Club World Cup format as well, make it into like a proper, like actual Club World Cup, not where, you know, there's like six teams and gets whittled down to four and then you know, they, they just play it, you know, two game, whatever. It, it goes um, so fast. Yeah, well, they want to make it like a legit thing. There's the Euros this summer. You like so teams are going to be looking for those depth players, right? There's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, an impetus to, to sign, you know, backup options. Um, you know, so it, it's gonna it's gonna move and shake a lot. And you know, part of that revenue stuff too is, is why you know the Super League is still being bounced around. And my my teams want a part of that. They want that guaranteed big money revenue. Mm-hmm. And that big money revenue, by the way, only comes if the English teams are part of it. Um, you know, it's it's. Yeah. It's, it's going to get interesting over the next few years what happens here and just how much the landscape is going to change because uh, there's already big money involved. It's only going to grow and it's going to inevitably get consolidated. And there, there's going to be some people outside looking in and you know, there's going to be some big changes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking about the European competition this year, Dom, uh, with a, what I would say is a pretty big upset um, in, in the first game, Lazio beat Crazy. Bayern. It's the first time Bayern have lost back-to-back games in actual years. Um no shots on target for them in this game, um, despite, you know, obviously having Harry Kane in the ranks. They, they also struggled over the weekend against Bayer Leverkusen. Um, so a little bit of a, a crisis for Bayern, which I think is always funny, you know, when you consider like just losing two games in a row and um, losing, you know, uh, 1-0 on the road in a Champions League game with a red card. For other teams, it's like, it's not a good day, but for Bayern, this is like historic crisis. This uh, is the know, end of the world. Yeah. And, uh, Thomas Tuchel's like twerking for Barcelona, trying to to find his trying to fall upward yet again somehow. Um, for Lazio, though, I mean, huge. You're going you're going huge. to Munich with a one with a one nil advantage. It's nothing is guaranteed, and it's actually very likely that Bayern turn this around and it's, advance. It's, but it's like a very just super small cushion like to help them if they're getting drummed three nil and they know that if they can score a goal, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> they won't. And now this is interesting for Bayern because they won't have a Meccano for the next, uh, next game. Cause he, he gets the red card. That might actually be a benefit because he has struggled in some of the bigger games. Um, he, he's had, uh, some, some very notable highlight worthy, uh, errors over the last few years. Um, but for Lazio, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, Mauricio is not really known for his like European success. Um, you know, obviously that's one of the few trophies that he has won as a manager is Europa League. But um, you know, it's it's so, it's so strange to me because it, it felt a little bit like a write off, and yet Lazio are still making it uh, very interesting you mm-hmm. know, as, as we move forward. I am enraged. Byron has me absolutely pissed off, but I'm not going to go into detail why this is an IRL soccer podcast. So. I, I know I know exactly why you're upset. Um, I know I exactly why you're upset. And, uh, I am enraged, know, man. I I I feel what you're saying. I understand. No. How about we we, we cheer you up a little <laughs> bit? We talk about Milan. Um, oh, dude! Today, big win oh. for the weekend yeah. uh, against Napoli as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Napoli struggling. You know, we 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 know that story. But they didn't have Osimhen still, of course, because uh, Nigeria did lose to Ivory Coast in the uh, Africa Cup of Nations final. But um, Milan, a, a big win. Um, it's obviously not guaranteed that they're, they're through to the next stage, but this is a huge, huge push towards uh, towards progressing, as they should. A, a team of Milan's quality should absolutely be progressing. This is a team that realistically should be in the semifinal. You know, 
Yeah. Milan, Liverpool, Leverkusen should be making the yeah. semifinals of the Europa League. One of those teams will not make the semifinals. At least one. Probably even two, to be very realistic. It's very likely that they could get matched up earlier than that. Also, we see all the time some of these top teams, Arsenal last year, uh, didn't progress through, right? Because sometimes you prioritize different things and it, yep. it, it gets hard to, to kind of you know balance out through all the competitions. Um, but for Milan, a big win uh, today. Um, take a big step towards progressing through, again, like we said, as they should. Um, but we've seen teams that should be progressing don't. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe lose to some lesser competition, but Milan did not allow that today. Yeah. Make a good point about, like, potentially, like, meeting teams, like, early. Because I remember back in, like, 20 – when was it? 2018 uh, when, like, Arsenal and Milan end up get, meeting each other in the Europa League and, and you know, like – Milan has nothing to lose, but they still got killed by Arsenal. It, it was it was a tough one. But uh, what I'm curious to see is where Milan's focus lies. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to be talking too much league play right now, like on this podcast, but like Milan is inching ever so closely to Juventus as, as you know, the the days go on. Uh, and that table is, is getting pretty interesting. You know, they're eight points off of Inter. And, and, you know, they, they, they're looking like they could, with the right results and the right kind of form, which they're looking like they're hitting, could make things get interesting in the league if they stay healthy. Now, they, Inter they, has a game at hand, though, is important to say. Uh, yeah. The way Inter but it, playing. At least being, like, competitive with Juventus, finishing above Juventus is always, like, a big plus. You know, Inter did playing incredible. They only have one loss. They've only allowed, like, 12 goals all season. It's, 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 it's pretty hard to catch up to them. An eight-point lead is very comfortable for them. Um, but finishing above Juventus, beautiful, you know. Um, but the, the, one of their biggest issues so far is that they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Players are starting to come back. Kalulu's in training now, right? Um, uh, Reinders is back, and he's kind of getting slowly put back in. I'm liking this Loftus Cheek at the ten. That was that was very interesting to see today. Obviously, scores a brace. I mean, Milan kind of just popped off today. It was, it was, it was beautiful to see four nil. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, or three nil, right? Loftus cheek with two, Leal with one. I can't remember if somebody scored after that, um, or not. I could be wrong. Um, but it's nice to see. You know, Loftus cheek is kind of really settling into Milan. Uh, seven goals, I think, in 29 games or, or something like that. Uh, and then, uh, Liao getting his first goal of 2024. It took him two months, but he's finally got it. Maybe that, maybe the floodgates start to open for him. The confidence is building. It's been a month and a half. I mean, it's like, it's been a month well, and a half. Just, he's off the pace of his normal tally, but there's two factors that play into that, right? He had an exceptional season last year. So it's kind of hard, you know, to, to, to replicate that obviously. And with Milan kind of, signing a lot more quality players. The statistics are kind of spread now. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to do everything. Over the weekend, he had an incredible assist, right, to Teo Hernandez. Uh, he's still producing and getting statistics, but you've got Pulisic, you've got Giroud, you've got Jovic, who, who's in good form right now. Loftus Cheek, Reinders, like Teo, all these other guys that are getting assists, like like Florenzi got an assist in the game today. Uh, all of these guys are, are, are putting in the work. So obviously you'll see a hit in his numbers, but he's still producing. So I think Milan fans need to take a chill pill on that. Good game though. Uh, it makes it, it makes it real easy for them. Uh, a lot of peace of mind. Just hopefully they don't get too comfortable. Yeah. You know? I think, um, I think for prioritizing then, I think they should prioritize Europa League. They're, I agree. They're pretty comfortable where they are in the league. It, it kind of feels like third is probably where they'll end up just because, um, they could catch a Juventus, like you said, for sure. Um, but they do have a comfortable lead over, you know, fourth and fifth spot. We talked about yeah. that fifth spot could actually be the Champions League mark. Um, just seems unlikely, you know, Inter have the game in hand and have the, the big advantage as it is. It just seems like Inter, you know, uh, we're, we're hitting a stage where once we get into March, especially if they still hold an advantage like that, it's hard to see that as uh, yeah. something that could uh, crumble away. Um, winning a, a European trophy, big deal, you know. Um, and obviously, absolutely guarantees you Champions League, uh, even though I trust Milan will do that on their own. Speaking of needing Champions League 
Roma. Uh, Drew Feyenoord today won one. Um, Feyenoord struggling through some some injuries and, and some absences today. But Roma, obviously, too, you know, under kind of new manage, <laughs> new new management uh, over over the last few weeks, um, has seen them. I, I hesitate to say turn it around. Um, I agree because they, they they really haven't. Uh, you know, they, they won three straight, right? And they, they lose over the weekend to Inter in a crazy game, though. I you yeah. know, just honestly, like it was very very chaotic all the all the way around. Um, but Roma, you know, talking about prioritization, right? Because they're only four points off of fifth right now, uh, which is which is Bologna. Yeah. You Listen. suspect that Europa League could be a path for them. You know, they were in the Europa League final last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously with, with Mourinho as manager, but maybe De Rossi, you know, you have a, a new manager bounce and maybe they're they're playing a little better. Who knows? Like, I, I just think it's tough to say. I think they go back to Rome and obviously have, have the advantage because Feyenoord away fans are also banned for this game. So it's going to be a very mm. um, loud atmosphere for uh, Roma, uh, which is probably going to make it really funny if they do crash out and find order is able to go on the road and win, but um, there, there's a lot of intrigue there. Uh, by, by the looks of Roma Twitter, you think the second coming of Christ has come down and, and started managing Rome. FC. Well, you seem to be a beautiful yes. man. I'd... Well, I mean, listen, he, he's the, he's the modern gladiator in my opinion. That's kind of what I've always seen him as when he was playing. Uh, when we were younger, kind of just, you know, he is the gladiator. It's kind of so funny that he plays for Rome too, right? But, uh, I mean, obviously he's got them playing better. Uh, that game against Inter was very entertaining. Uh, under Mourinho, you probably would have not seen them play like that. It seems like the players are rejuvenated, but guys, y- y- y'all got to y'all gotta take a chill pill, Roma fans. Like, I was talking on Twitter to some people. I was being rather aggressive, but, uh, you know, it's like, you guys beat, the, the bottom three teams in the league and you're talking like, Oh my God, like I can't believe this. This is beautiful. Like those are teams that a team in your position should be beating regardless. Right. So it, cool. You picked up nine points. I think it was, you picked up 10 points out of a potential 12 of the last four games that they had. And Oh my God, like we're back. Uh, take a chill pill, lost to enter reality check. Uh, still not, still not a top four team. Uh, do you have the pieces that could go on a run and potentially maybe catch up and get fourth place? Who knows? Uh, Atalanta's playing incredible right now with the way that De Ketelari is, is having, you know, a comeback year and, and you know, that, that Atalanta teams don't kind of just lie down when, when they're playing well. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think that De Rossi can bring in some, some uh what what's the word we're looking for grinta you know uh but you know he's still a largely unproven coach so only time will tell we'll have to see if they keep up getting results Uh, if they were able to pull a point off enter the narrative may be a little more positive in their favor but you know the, the pieces are there they just have to perform yeah yeah, I agree. Um, we'll see how they get on uh, and see if uh, they advance. Um, Lukaku yet again, just uh, what a guy. He's obviously <laughs> just truly. See, the mo- he might be the most flat track bully uh, of my lifetime. You know, he scores today, right? Big game. He he uh, he just does not show up. He just does not show up. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> And then, and then that one game where he shows up and he'll have this like iconic photo of his celebration makes like <laughs> taking yeah. off his jersey, standing at the corner flag, saluting the crowd. Like, oh, no, shit, did you see what Lukaku? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's honestly listen. I've spent a weird amount of my time defending Romelu Lukaku. Right? I don't know why. I He's played to. for two of my least favorite to. clubs, but like I, you know, like I've always felt like, well, yeah, like there's. He's got some good things about it, honestly. He is just worn out on me. He is just <laughs> God almighty. Just get this this slob off of my screen. Um nothing nothing made me happier when he re-signed for Inter and absolutely just shit the bed. Like the I hated my life the first se- the first tenure he had at Inter and the season he had, and it was just incredible. And then he leaves, doesn't work out for him, comes back from Chelsea. He's just terrible. Just truly, 
a special kind of player <laughs> in terms of his hateability. He's really united a lot of fronts in that way. Um, let's move to England. Arsenal, City, Liverpool all win over the weekend. Uh, so no no real meaningful change in, in the title race there. Um, we'll get a little bit of movement on that because City are making up their game in hand uh, over the next week. Uh, they, they play that rescheduled game against Brentford. So um, you will have more clarity on that. City will likely be, you know, this time next week, uh, top of the Premier League table, you know, just based off of how they've been playing lately. Um, for Arsenal, it was a emphatic win over West Ham. And yes, I, I wanted to, to, to linger on West Ham a little bit because I'm not sure anyone's having a weirder year than them because they're sitting eighth in the table, which realistically – it's not a terrible position for them. I think preseason they would have been hoping to obviously, you know, they had a bad domestic season last year, but a great European season. They win a trophy, which you know, they've not done in some time. It's their first European trophy. It's a big accomplishment. Um, but they've had, I, just to be very frank, some awful games this season, really capped off uh, yep. by this 6 0 uh, loss to Arsenal over the weekend. Um, they lost two straight. They, they've not won uh, uh, since uh, December um, when they ironically beat Arsenal. Um, they allowed nine goals in two games. Yeah. They, they lose 3 0 to Manchester United, 6 0 to Arsenal. Um, you know, they, 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 they dropped out of the FA Cup a few weeks ago. Um, they, they've just had some really bad results in there. And it sort of felt weird all year with West Ham where people have been very criti- critical of David Moyes and you know, his future at the club. And it's it's just a bizarre situation because they're still in Europe, which is, mm-hmm. which is meaningful. And they're honestly still in contention to be in European places in the league. And yet, it it just feels like they're just getting kicked in the teeth. You know, it, it's such a strange, yeah. strange situation at West Ham it's right really, now because it's really despite weird. all of that, it's it's still, it's not good. It's no good. I think, I think, they should just like West Ham fans should just at least tell themselves like, Hey, at least we're, 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 we're still above Chelsea, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, the, they're on level with Newcastle, right? Uh, they're starting to fall a little bit behind United because of that, that loss uh, two weeks ago. So they're kind of in a spot where they, they're in danger of maybe dropping two uh two places and they'll end up in 10th. Or, you know, they kind of keep this solid type of place in the league. Yeah. Some days they're good. Some days they're shit, you know. It's, it's Malakia, Matt. It's Malakia. Yeah, I you know, I, I think, you know, if you had said to a West End fan before the year, you're going to be above Brighton and level on points with Newcastle. Everyone's taking that deal. Yeah, that's like a success. Yeah, that's a success. You know, yeah. I and that's Europa, just what's so strange least. about it is is in a lot of ways, materially, this year has been a success so far for them. You know, we'll see how yes. obviously the, the last two months go, but like context and experiential has been bad. <laughs> when, when 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 Liverpool, City, and Arsenal are playing as good as they are, Tottenham's having like a like a revival of a season, and Villa. Are, are are one of the hottest teams you know in the league that isn't in a Champions League spot like United and Newcastle all right United's like up and down right they're in some good form right now Newcastle same thing they're up and down for West Ham to be in that up and down group is is like you said like that's still good they're still doing well especially with the with the way that this top four is put together I don't know if any other team is catching them like Villa can kind of make it interesting but like it's especially the top three. They're going to run away. They're, they're not, I don't think anybody's going to touch them. Uh, Tottenham is is five points behind, like Arsenal. No, it is what it is. Um, Tottenham is is getting healthy at least. You know that that's yeah. obviously been an issue for them all years. Is they just have not had some of their best players available, and you know this team's going to be healthy for the first time since the beginning of the season when they yeah. you know were at the top of the league and uh, were kind of the story of the year. Remember that. Remember that, like, early September when Spurs were amazing? and James Madison could, player of the month. They could do no wrong, and yeah. it was just uh, no one could get enough of Ange Postacoglu. Uh, I mean, they're sitting in fourth, and uh, everything's looking good. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that uh, 
wanted to talk a little bit about West Ham and, and how weird it has been. I think we might have had a slight technical issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> may, oh. may, might be because, uh, you know, producer Kyle is uh, is in a hotel in Virginia at the moment. So we hit maybe, the multiverse real quick. You were me and yeah, I was you. The, uh, okay. the hotel wi- Wi-Fi might have been uh, unkind to him in that moment, but uh, it, it's probably fine. You know, I trust in him. He's a professional. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he'll have it uh, have it sorted out and running. Um, last story from England. Sheffield, a big win over Luton. It doesn't do all that much for Sheffield, if I'm being honest and fair. Uh, they still sit bottom of the Premier League table. Um, I think it's a bigger story for Luton in that, you know, they've – I've struggled to say that they've been playing better. They have been playing better, but, you know, Better from where they were is is not uh, not a huge reach, not a huge improvement. Um, but you know they they had won some some games uh, in the league. You know still in the cup as well and progressing. They had a, a pretty crazy game against Newcastle as well. Uh, with the way that finished four um, four, mm-hmm. and it it felt like maybe we're building a little bit. You know they, they blew away Brighton four 0 which was honestly a shocking crazy. result uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but this one, you know, Sheffield, who have, who have struggled all year, right, and, and have not been able to to really get out of the basement, it doesn't seem like they're going to. Um, them and Burnley both just seem like they are going down. Where this changes is I think, you know, Everton right now would be getting relegated. Luton do have a game in hand, you know, which is important to note. Um, but Everton, you know, we don't know as well as with Nottingham Forest, we don't know with a, a point, uh, points deduction what's going to happen there. Everton are appealing both of their points deductions. Um, they've yet to have a ruling on on the one that them and Nottingham Forest have both been charged for. Yeah, unclear exactly when we're going to get that, but right now five points separates uh, 18th and 15th, and then really you could say six points all the way to, to Brentford sitting in 14th. But yeah, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Luton Town, everything. One of those teams is getting relegated. If I had to say right now, it's probably Luton. But knowing, just based off quality of play, knowing that there could be further points deductions, yeah. I, w- I would I would be be worried about Nottingham Forest and um, you know their performances. They did get Tawei Elmini back. That's meaningful. That he scored could, too, didn't he? Uh, over this uh, this past game. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did not. Um, he had a. I remember seeing. Um, you know, I was in and out on this game. He like a ball over the top. It it kind of looked. Oh, like he, he was offside. Was he? He, did, he had an offside one. He had a ball over the top too that he kind of like was trying to get onto and just never really got his feet under him. And no. it might have been a penalty. Tough to say. Um, but yeah, you know, Nottingham Forest. I think I, I've not seen enough. It's going to come down to a lot as well as it always does. As just what your running looks like, what tough home games you end up with. Um, I will say Nottingham Forest have a, a not so easy end of season schedule. Um, crucially, and, and I mean this, this could really matter. Nottingham Forest do play though the final three games. They play Sheffield United, Chelsea, and Burnley. So three other teams that are in the relegation fight. Um, and you didn't laugh. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? What did something just go over my head? Said Sheffield United, Chelsea, and Burnley. Three other teams in the relegation fight, but that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you for sorry, your pity laugh. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I zoned out for a second. I'm sorry. Sheffield United, Burnley on the last day. Those could genuinely be for relegation. It's likely Burnley could probably be already confirmed relegated at that point, and maybe even Sheffield United. Um, but those could be big games. I mean, those, those could legitimately be for, for your, your life in the Premier League. They also play Everton uh, two weeks before. So their their last five games, they're going to be playing a lot of the teams surrounding them. Um, maybe the Everton game, whoever wins that, you know, there, there has to be a declared winner. It'll go to like a penalty shootout. Whoever wins sheds their point deduction. Maybe that's how we really we really make it extra interesting. That That is when it's the most exciting time of the year, especially if there's – a race at the top and the bottom of the table. Nobody cares about the mid-table teams. You care about the relegation fight, and you care about who's getting into the European spots. 
Like in, let's say five weeks time in a month, in a month, month and a half, nobody's going to care about what Chelsea's doing. (laughs) Nobody's going to care about, you know, what these mid table, what Crystal Palace is doing. They're going to be like, oh, well, they're safe. They're going to be here next year. All right, let's go look at Luton Everton. Let's go watch this game. Let's go. Let's go tune into to 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 whatever Arsenal's doing and to whatever City's doing, whatever Liverpool's doing. It's interesting, man. Uh, yeah. How how confident are you of uh, Liverpool at the top of the table right now? Well, uh, I, I don't know why I expected anything less. <laughs> no. Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's here here's here's the real thing. Here's what's giving me hope: is Liverpool have struggled with injuries over the last whole season, but especially over the last month and a half. Uh-huh. They're getting some people back healthy. Salah's supposed to be back within the next week or so. Of course, Trent Alexander re-aggravates any injury. Is going to miss the uh, the League Cup final, which sucks because huh. you know we just we just started getting him back, and he's obviously really important to the you know how we play offensively. We've still been able to score goals despite not having what I think is still one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, in Salah. And the problem that I've had with Liverpool all season is defensively, it's been a little bit of a worry. And sometimes in that midfield, this team has been a little too easy and they had not performed well in the big games. You know, they, they lose to Arsenal. That was a really bad performance. I'm not even going to blame it on injuries. They just did not play well, well that day. They have not really played well in a lot of the big games. They're going to have to win a big game. They're going to, very frankly, and it's a big advantage because, you know, I've been scarred over the last few title races against uh, teams like Manchester City where we've had to play them away for kind of the big game in, in March or April. We get them at home. That is that is a huge advantage. And they're honestly, that game will decide the, the, the title to me in, in a lot of ways because I think if Liverpool are able to win that, I'll have a lot of faith, and I, I really think they can. My worry is that they're really being overextended. You saw it in the Arsenal game. You know, teams that have good experience, good pressing, good strategies like that, it's it's going to get tough for them because they're really overextended. They have a League Cup final. They're still in the FA Cup. Europa League's going to be back in a few weeks. It's a lot. It's it's going to be a lot to ask. You know, of course, Manchester City and Arsenal are also going to have big commitments like that. Um, if we get to mid to late March and Liverpool are top of the table or within – Two points. I'm in. I'm I'm in. But it, they, they, like honestly, these next few weeks are really, really gonna be mm-hmm. very, very important. You know, they play Brentford this weekend. Always kind of a tough team for um for Liverpool. You know, they, they've. I, I think this is just this might be one of these years where we really regret some of the early season results. We're really gonna regret the fact that, that Spurs game and what an absolute colossal mi- mistake that was, and that you know that that goal gets taken away from them. Um, that could legitimately decide the title, and that yeah. would suck. <laughs> that would honestly hurt. The biggest overarching thing, because I'm, I firmly believe this. Um, Klopp's leaving at the end of the year. Yep. What better way for Klopp to leave than leave as a champion? With that said, because this is Liverpool, and since we know that, I know. That there is tremendous heartbreak along this path. There's probably going to be another Stevie G slip moment over the next two and a half months. <laughs> and I'm going to have to watch it. And I know, I'm telling you right now, in here, in here, I feel it. Every morning I wake up, I feel a weight on my chest knowing I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for the crushing moment, the, the absolute disaster that is just lurking in the shadows. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know something is going to happen that is going to make us lose this title. Little Can parallel. it get worse than City leading a, a dramatic comeback on the final day of the season as Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa almost beat them and helped us win a title? I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll find out. A little um, parallel to uh, American football. Uh, you sound like an Eagles fan, dude. Uh, you sound like an Eagles fan this past season. Oh, it's Jason Kelsey's last season. I don't think he's going to come back. He wants to win a Super Bowl. We were just there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're we're 10 and 3. Let's go. I've never hyped up Heartbreak. Here. I have been very Heartbreak. calm on them. I've been very – So very was I. I was very calm and level-headed with the Eagles. I was like, all right, guys, like we're good. 
like we're we're good, but like uh, I'm I'm telling you the the clop narrative of him leaving in the end of the year is <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be something bad, something real. But he's it's I am um I would say I'm ready, but I'm not. I just I just I know something is waiting for me. Um, Arsenal starting to hit form too. You think that they have a legitimate started, shot? Right, Jesus, this whole 2024. Yeah, I mean defensive. You know the best defensive team in England at the moment and um, you're yeah. starting to figure it out on the attacking end as well, you know, despite the fact that they don't have a real established striker to score goals. Well, I like um, that they're using a false nine. Like Trissard has kind of stepped in as that role like pretty well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, honestly, any three of these could win the title. City and Arsenal also play. Um, that's going to be a big one to watch, of course. So, you know, there, there's going to be opportunities for all these teams. Um, so, just like looking like far ahead, March 10th is when Liverpool and City play. That's big game. That's a, a circle of your calendar game. March 31st, Manchester City uh, home for Arsenal. That is a big, big game. day. And Aston Villa the next weekend for, uh, for Manchester City. I think that would also be if City were to progress to the Champions League, that I think that would also. That'd be the quarterfinals, I believe, of the Champions League, like midweek. So that's that's a tough week if you're City that, going that for Arsenal, sounds... a midweek Champions League game, and Aston Villa. Aston Villa game sounds like a trap game at that point in the year for City. Yeah, um, and I, I should mention the other thing: working against Liverpool. By the way, um, we face Wolves on the last day. That has that has been a bad omen for us. It's been a bad omen for us. There's been a lot of really sad 2-0 wins over Wolves over the last few years. Um, so that's that's another one that's – I'm telling you, man, I'm looking at the tea leaves. I'm like, fuck. You're looking at the it, script? What do you have, the script in front of you or something? Like, hey, Listen, you just – you know the rhythms, okay? It's like it's like there's people that are really in touch with the planet and, and really in touch with the environment. It's like I can put my hand in the ground and sense that something's coming. I, I, you know, could be good, but it's probably bad. I get it, man. Sine and cosine graphs. They're 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 periodic. You can you get you can kind of tell what's gonna happen. It's the same thing, right? You just Yeah, totally. You get these weights. Those, those sine and cosine graphs, man. That's crazy. <laughs> really crazy. Um just looking ahead at this weekend, what we have uh to look forward to. Um Chelsea City, I mean this used to mean something. <laughs> Honestly, it just doesn't. It, it just just doesn't anymore. Um, although that was a great game a few weeks ago, like I more months ago at this point. It was 4-4, that draw. Um, it was a pretty pretty nuts game. So maybe we get something like that again. Um, Who cares about Chelsea? Crystal Palace versus Everton, that's obviously meaningful for a uh, uh, relegation race um, and, and, you know, <laughs> your life in the Premier League. Um for the, the title race, uh, Man City play Chelsea, like I mentioned, Liverpool play Brentford, Arsenal get Burnley. Um, so you expect Arsenal should be picking up uh, points again this weekend. Um, as far as Serie A goes, um, Inter are going to face Salernitana, bottom of the table there. Uh, Fiorentina versus Empoli, a little uh, Toscana derby there. Uh, Frozenone against Roma. Who else do we got? No, no real big, big action. Bologna against Lazio. Frosinone are isn't that the same region that that Rome is in, Frosinone. or is Frosinone uh, in, near Turin? We're about to find out. Frosinone is. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, Romagna, it's in, it's right? in Lazio. We're in Lazio, yeah. yeah. It's uh, forty-seven. Boom! Miles provincial, south. provincial derby, right there. Yeah, That's the big yeah. game. Yeah, part of me always thought two provincial teams. Two provincial teams battling it out. I, I see it. I, I love it, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. My son is really is really acting up. <laughs> That's all we got. Got some, some interesting games coming up. Um, it kind of sucks. You know, we have Champions League next week. Champions League just doesn't get resolved for, like, another few weeks. So it's like it always just feels like you get these first games and then you get excitement. And it's like, oh, I don't play again for, like, three weeks. You know, it's like. Kind of uh, kind of bums you out a little bit, but um, done. We'll talk next time. Mm-hmm. Wrap this up. Mm-hmm. TTYS. Talk to you soon. Yeah.
There we go. Can you tell him struggling to sign this one off? <laughs> hey, listen, if you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> make sure you like, make sure That's you comment so down below. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that you throw us a subscription. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the little bell for all the notifications when we post so you don't miss a weekly episode. Uh, put in the comments this week what you look forward to most. Cameos from Matt's cat or the can the can fizz at the beginning of every pod? Let us know. <laughs> I don't think you did that today, though. Yes, I did. I gotta be honest. There's, I gotta be honest. Still a little bit more in here, actually. I forgot. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Remember, this YouTube. Sweet, this this is... sweet face or that ogre opening. Oh! Up. <laughs> don't don't make me get my dog on you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not taking that thing off the shelf. You're too scared. You drop no, that thing. It's... It turns into a million pieces again. That's not a Lego one. It, it that's one of the ones where you have the little locks, the little pins, uh, and you lock them into place, dude. That thing took hours. Kind of, it's cheating, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that's cowardice. Crazy. It's so many blocks, dude. Well, we uh we left as we came in, talking about something completely irrelevant. So, <laughs> so we'll talk see you later, YouTube.